Hi, I'm Ryan LaPlante, and I'm one of the crazy founders of Dumb Dumbs and Dice, the production company that's made the video you're watching or the podcast you're listening to right now. Now, we're clearly busy. We're producing five weekly podcasts, a sixth event podcast, video event one-shots, and an additional video D&D campaign. But we want to take this time to invite you to become a part of our company and a part of our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumbdumbdice. You can get access to our Discord, access to exclusive DM and character chats. You can get the chance to name characters in our shows and vote on the way their stories will progress. You can even become a recurring NPC and hear yourself interacting with our characters each week through the voice of Tom. You can become a patron for as little as $1, and there's great value for you at even that level. So please, join the Dum Dums and Dice family and help us make even more content in a way that you are guaranteed to love. That's patreon.com slash dumdumdice. D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. So let's do something dumb together, and thanks for being part of our stories. I am Executron, god of merchandising, and I came into existence because Dum Dums and Dice has its own merchandise. That's a god pun, get it? Dice? Merchandise? Anyways, you can get t-shirts, hoodies, spiral notebooks, clocks, wall art, throw pillows, bags, and even stickers emblazoned with your favorite Dum Dums and Dice characters and their catchphrases. Go to redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. One more time for the mortals in the back, redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. Get your merch dice today. Oh, welcome to One Shots, a Dum Dums and Dice podcast where professional voiceover actors and improvisers tackle one-shot stories created in a variety of hit RPGs. I'm your host, DJ One Shot, and I'm here to welcome you to the second session of Star Trek Adventures. This arc features our GM, Tom McGee, Ryan LaPlante as Security Officer Spork, Tyler Hewitt as Dr. Bartosh Karai, Laura Elizabeth as Engineer Emery Tor, and the mysterious Kristen as Science Officer Emily Cobalt. Dr. Narendra Station, Dr. Bart, looked into his alternate history and was inspired, while Emery Tor looked at hers and had the opposite reaction. Meanwhile, Spork and Cobalt befriended some Klingons, and the redundancy is setting out on an escort mission alongside him. What'll happen in the cold vastness of space? Nobody knows, cause it's one shot! <laughs> Star Trek Edition. So the uh, the redundancy uh, is taken out. Uh, so here's a question for you: uh, Who is your helmsman uh, on the current uh, on the bridge right now? I've got um, on the so on ops, which is sensors and internal um, cobalt. Uh, it's a science position, so that's where I've got you. Mm-hmm. Uh, tactical, which is um, security, and uh, so that's internal security for the ship as well as tactical operations. Spork. Um, there is an engineering console on the bridge. However, engineering is more effective actually in engineering. Who? Sorry, me? Oh, I, I'm asking you where you'd Sorry. like to be. Um, so there's a, a panel on the bridge and there's the actual engineering. Where mm-hmm. would you prefer to be? Um. Basically, the difference is that um, everything you can do in engineering, you can do on the bridge. The However, bridge. you get an advantage from doing it from engineering itself. Um, I'm going to stay in engineering while things are, um, what? (laughs) 
while just just while we're still kind of getting the hang of systems. Sure. So I think that that would be better. Sounds good. And, and I want to hang out with Bing Bong. <laughs> <laughs> or do you send Bing Bong to the bridge? <laughs> oh my god. I think Bing Bong could actually do with some bridge experience. I think it actually might help. Misa, bring a switchboard. <laughs> Give him a little tiny mini switchboard under the console. He's just flicking it. As he comes in, Anders sees this happen, and he's kind of just to himself. He's like, still think he's a better captain than I am. Oh, God. <laughs> Bing Bong walks up and goes, one captain! <laughs> uh, and he gives him a salute, but he, he actually puts his hand to his crotch and then shoots it straight up, but over his head to the back. And then he bows. <laughs> and Anders says, rise, my friend. You bow, bow to, to no, no one. one. <laughs> That's not true, Captain. you funny. <laughs> then he goes to his station. I've missed you. You're a sweet bing bong. Nice not to have to put Captain in front of that. Yeah, I'm so, so glad you're not goo. <laughs> you're right, bing bong. I'm not good. Um, and then, um, so... What? <laughs> Uh, and then, uh, Bartosh, I assume you're in the med bay. Yeah, yeah, he would be. Great. Um, so, uh, tell me about your helmsman or woman. We're going to create a character, guys. This, That's how this I'm, game works. Is this where we crack out that, that <laughs> sci-fi character who just talks like a pirate? Yes, it is. Yes, yeah. <laughs> uh, As the collective co-players on this show, we would like to nominate Tyler for this role. Please, yeah, Tyler. Right. 100%. I, I'm going to have a problem differentiating between the the low voice of Captain... No, I believe in oh, you. Yeah, yeah. No, I'll get there. It's just going to be a fun journey. Um, <laughs> well, we're, let's all ca- create them together, though. Like, sure, we've got a voice or whatever, but... Um, no, you're shaking your head at me. Is, draft- this just all, is this just my baby? Well, let's be honest. You're going to be playing it, man, so... Yeah, all right. Well, I, I've had to play Bing Bong. <laughs> that was kind of... <laughs> that greatness was thrust upon me. <laughs> and it will be again. <laughs> Ah, <clears throat> uh, Christ. All right. Um, so let's say this guy, um, I don't know if this is a thing in Star Trek, but like he has spent too much time in space. Uh, <laughs> space <laughs> honestly, space madness is if you go back and watch original Star Trek, almost every other episode results in someone just having space madness. Oh, okay. like for no reason, they'll just, they, they go full Steve Buscemi and Armageddon and they're just oh, like, Jesus. Wah! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Like, it's literally like, uh, hi, everyone, uh, Captain Slog, we're on the Enterprise, and we've brought on an astronomer. Oh, no, he's got space madness! <laughs> so, um, yes, you can you can 100% have a guy who has space madness. All right. Um, and I think that's what is kind of attributed to uh, his his cadence and his well, voice. So, what's his name and what does he sound like? Like, tell us about this character. Yeah, what is his name? That's what I'm most stuck on, because uh, he's got to have a fucking stupid name, guys. It's got to be like... Captain... I would like to introduce to you our newest helmsman. Step forward. Introduce yourself. <laughs> oh, I thought you were like his name is Step Forward. Um. <laughs> Yar. <laughs> Greetings, Captain. Well, My name be. <laughs> Continue, crewman. <coughs> My name be Buck Templeton. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you aboard, uh, uh, Helmsman Templeton. 
Ensign Templeton? Ensign, I believe, would be your... No, because you've been around for a while. He's huh? just no, he's Tis a, true, I have. He's a lifelong Ensign. Uh, Ensign Templeton, welcome aboard. Um, I'm actually familiar uh, with the colony you're from. I spent some time, he looks at all of you, being sober uh, there for a while uh, after I lost my uh, previous command. <clears throat> I mean, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, so I, I, I understand your uh, piration uh, from uh, the... Uh, Pirata colony, is that is that correct? Yeah, it is true. Good pilots. Good pilots come out of Pirata. We yeah. call them pirates. <laughs> kind of an amalgamation of sorts. You know, I, uh, I can't even begin to describe to you how, how amusing that is to us Earthers. It's very, uh, it's, that's very good. Uh, is, your, is your eye patch Starfleet approved, may I ask? He has a medical clearance. <laughs> Dr. Bard, is that true? Let's see, this is the problem now. <laughs> That's exactly why I asked. <clears throat> uh, yes, when I offered to, uh, to fix his eye, he, <laughs> he refused my help. It is, uh, it is customary. Um, Pyrations often uh, do choose, choose the patch. I also approve of the simple efficiency of your wooden leg and hook hand. <laughs> Buck Templeton spits. <laughs> <laughs> Bing Bong pops up with a bucket and catches it and goes, Good so on! So Galen Hale, or Garen Hale is, is sitting there taking notes of all of this. And um, he just kind of chimes in. He's got one of those voices that just kind of like slips into conversation effortlessly and then disappears. And he's kind of like, there are actually a number of instances of uh, holodeck simulations getting free of the holodeck and running amok. Oddly enough, uh, his outfit is similar to those things, and a lot of Pyrations have actually taken their inspiration of, of their way of being from some of the greatest uh, holodeck simulations of all time. So really, you should respect his, his wooden leg and, and hook. They're, they're part of his heritage. Tis true. So um, you set out, um, you're escorting the ships. Uh, there's communication going between um, all, uh, throughout the convoy. Um, essentially, there are... Um, six shuttles that will be carrying uh, the cargo. Um, they're sort of just large, very basic, warp-capable vessels. Um, the uh, the Mopal will be taking the left flank. Um, the redundancy will be taking the right. And uh, you sort of coordinate schedules and uh, jump to warp speed. So as the ships are traveling through warp, um, all of you are very excited to finally be at your various consoles and in your various places. Um... Ensign Templeton, uh, you notice uh, with your trusty one eye that um, the sort of hybrid Klingon panel seems to be functional but doesn't always react exactly the way you'd like. You're not sure whether this is because of the um, sort of hybrid nature of it or because it's just straight up broken. Okay. Uh, similarly, uh, Cobalt, um, you're finding that uh, as you're sort of running through the, the science logs, you're kind of, I uh, imagine, inventorying what the colonists are bringing, not the colonists, but what the resupply ships are bringing, uh, just out of pure, pure interest's sake. Um, you notice that occasionally your screen is, is flickering, you're getting some odd signals. Um, it seems that, you know, sort of like when your phone is cold and doesn't really react to your touch properly, and you're not sure whether that's just a nature of new technology or whether there's something wrong. Um, Emery, for your part, um, warp drives are working just fine. However, you are seeing weird power spikes 
that are rather concerning throughout the ship. Um, I'd like to run a level one diagnostic. Yeah, I think I can let you do that. <laughs> um, so you're noticing uh, they seem to be temporary uh, fluctuations. You're not... Um, some of them are in the new sensor upgrades. Mm. Um, but uh, it seems to be interference. Um, what all of you have been briefed on about the Shackleton Expanse is that, again, it is known for having a number of odd phenomenon. Given that you were ripped through time and space near here, not exactly news to you. Um, but it is a place that is relatively unexplored. And as a result, uh, you do expect to encounter some phenomenon that aren't in Starfleet logs. Um, So as you're going, um, you're running the diagnostics. Again, it's, there are bursts of things, but there doesn't seem to be anything systemic. Mm -hmm. So you get the sense from your diagnostics that it's not a problem with the ship. It's likely that the ship is being bombarded with various... um, Radiation, electronic interference, okay. so on and so forth. Um, all of a sudden, though, you get an emergency hail from the Mupal, uh, which is r- reporting explosions uh, on board the ship and has dropped out of warp. Um, you notice on um, a, a number of your consoles that the shuttlecraft, uh, the convoy ships are also dropping out of warp. Two of them have massive explosions on them. Um, oh, the uh, a- Anders uh, sort of looks panicked, but um, orders a full stop. So you drop out of warp, and um, initial scans show that uh, the Mopal has experienced um, a sort of a power, an electromagnetic pulse that seems to have surged through the ship, blown some things out. Um, you can also see that um, one of the shuttles is very badly crippled. Um, it looks like it's venting... Um, not people, but uh, yeah, there's just corpses floating there. But uh, parts of people. Well, it, it looks like it, it, it's not Cats far. It's not far off. So these are, are we still going at warp? No, you dropped, we're, we're uh, Anders has ordered the uh, the drop out of warp. Okay. So now currently um, you're with the ships. Um, you're picking up a lot of electromagnetic um, field interference. Um, strange phenomenon. It's almost almost visible to the naked eye, which is kind of alarming to you, sciencey mm. folks. What? Um, so basically you've got one shuttle that's very badly crippled, one that has taken damage. Um, the damaged one from initial scans looks repairable. The other one looks like it's a lost cause. Um, each shuttle carries 15 people. Um, they're, the shuttle's probably the wrong word for it, but you get what I'm saying. They're sort of small, uh, resupply vessels. Uh, the Mopal is also reporting damage on board their ship. Are the transporters operable aboard the Mopal? Uh, no, the transporters are down on the Mupal. Frustrating. Keep in mind, you don't need, uh, you can transport, you don't need a, you don't need to go transporter to transporter pad. You can transport aboard the Mupal anywhere as long as their shields are down, which they are. Shall I bring her about, Captain? I, Ensign Templeton, uh, bring us alongside the shuttle's uh, tactical. Do you have anything on radar? Are there any threats nearby? Nothing on tactical sensors. Um, I'm getting a little bit of, of interference. I don't know if my panel is malfunctioning, but other than that, no, nothing I can see. All right. Um, uh, Lieutenant Tor, uh, we're getting some complaints up here about uh, our machinery, what's going on down there. Or Bing Bong, whoever's got a communicator handy. What be on the breach, sir? Me no, no. Oh, God. Yeah, all right. Uh, Lieutenant Tor, please tell me what is happening to my ship. What is happening to the ship? <laughs> Don't appreciate that sass tour. <laughs> no, uh, one moment, please. So, um, 
from your diagnostics uh, tour, what you've been noticing is, again, there doesn't seem to be a physical problem with the ship. However, you are seeing huge spikes of electromagnetic energy. Um, as you're kind of running quick diagnostics and informing Anders, uh, you notice there's a massive power spike headed uh, through the systems. Uh, you have a split second in which you might be able to reroute it. So can you please roll me a daring and engineering check? Yes. Would Bing Bong be able to assist from the bridge? Uh, no, because he's not looking at the same data. Fair enough. Nice I've try. got... Uh, oh, and you're using the ship? For, or no, you're not. This is a task on, on ship. So I got a fail and one... Is that effect? effect? Yep, success with effect. Success, success, success with effect. Six, one fail and one success with an effect. Great. Does this include one of her focuses? Um, Electroplasm power systems is one of my focuses, which is what I would be using. Great. Uh, so you're rolling against mm-hmm. difficulty two. Yeah. So you get a two plus a... Plus an effect. Yes. Right? Yes. Two plus an effect. So um, what I'm going to say is um, as you reroute it, you kind of understand the nature of what these pulses mm-hmm. do. Um, I'm going to drop the difficulty of anything related to rerouting or reworking systems mm-hmm. based on these pulses. Basically, your understanding of this has grown greater. Okay. So it's a temporary trait for you, but basically cool. understanding of current electromagnetic fields. All right. All right. So, um, Spork, you notice that uh, currently with two of the ships heavily damaged and the Mopal um, inactive, uh, all of you are sort of sitting ducks. So you advise everyone, and Anders agrees, that a quick action is probably in your best benefit, or to your best benefit. Um, so what would you guys like to do? Well, I think we should beam over any, I don't know, an injured? injured, yeah. Like so the doctor I think that's can take what a look doctor at them. Would want, but I don't know if yeah. he's involved in this conversation or not. Being yeah, in med everyone's on communicators. Okay, so, yeah, fair yeah. enough. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's what his priority would be. It would be like mm-hmm. get the injured, uh, especially out of those hazardous environments, mm-hmm. right? Where like a ship is potentially going to rupture. Sure. Do we have someone dedicated to transporters? Like, um, a, like a like, transporter chief, like an o, like an O'Brien guy, uh, if I remember transporter, correctly. Transporter, um, yeah. we don't have a transporter chief. What we will have is, I believe it's a sensor. Currently, it would fall under uh, Cobalt's purview. Mm. Oh, that'd be like a chief O'Malley or something. So here, uh, here's basically what we're looking at. Um, the in terms of zones, uh, we've got a central zone, which is the shuttle zone. Um, there are six shuttles. Currently, shuttle one and shuttle four are damaged. Shuttle one is the one that's taken massive damage. Um, in the southwest section of the uh, south, the south zone is the Mopal, which is currently uh, disabled. Uh, you are currently in the east zone. What would you like to do? Tactically, I would suggest moving shuttles two, three five and six to the westmost zone where they could be covered but away from any damage of the other two shuttles. And then I would suggest bringing up our shields to shunt off any other electromagnetic charges that may come towards us and bring them down when transporting out the injured. Mr. Spork, make it so. Uh, Lieutenant Tor, can you see about reworking our shields to possibly deal with any electromagnetic interference? Um... Yeah, absolutely. Make sure that bringing up the uh, shield isn't going to short our systems reacting with the M radiation. That would be ideal. All right. Um, Dr. Bart. Uh, yes? 
I understand you want to bring the wounded aboard. Uh, basic scans are showing that we're not getting any response from the damaged shuttle. Uh, are you capable of beaming over, or would you like us to send someone a little more punchy? Well, you'd better get me in there. Speaking tactically, I would suggest sending both Bing Bong, if there is a chance of repairs on the ship, as well as uh, Knuckles for security purposes. Uh, are we confident that our Neanderthal friend will follow orders? No, but I have no other options to present at this time. Great. Bring a gun, Dr. Bart. Uh, no, dear. <laughs> all right, so... Um, to protect against who? <laughs> the Neanderthal. The Neanderthal. Bring a gun to shoot the Neanderthal <laughs> if he gets out of line. Um, all right, so Dr. Bart, uh, Miss Cobalt, and... Mr. Knuckles, Knuckles Esquire, please uh, make ready for uh, transport. Um, no, sorry, Cobalt, make, get ready the transporter. Knuckles, Bart, and Bing Bong uh, prepare for transport to the damaged shuttle. So here's how teleport or transportation works. He said before he looked it up. So basically ships have, um, thing, uh, you'll notice on your ship sheets, um, we have power of eight currently um that's think of those as momentum tokens for ships you can still use momentum with a ship um but power is used for things like firing phasers using the transporters um fleeing so going to warp speed from combat various things like that um similar to momentum it is a finite resource it'll refresh at the beginning of uh, the next adventure uh, but it is capable of doing a bunch of things. You can also use it to overload phasers and to do additional damage, that sort of thing. The catch is, because it's finite, if you blow all of your power with phasers, then you can't flee. Hmm. Uh, but uh, Transporter is one of those things that requires additional power. All of our main resources on the ship are run from... There's just sort of like a base level that the ship always runs at, uh, but various additional actions require additional things. Sick. <laughs> Sorry, that was Laura. I'm just really excited. I could tell. I didn't think uh, Tor would be like leaning back in her chair, like one arm over the back. <laughs> like, sick. Fucking sick. <laughs> I love this shit. Yeah. <laughs> I understand these currents, brah. So transport requires power one. Uh, so you nominate uh, an object or a group. So in this case, the away team. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you need to roll either... Uh, sorry, you need to roll uh, control plus engineering with difficulty of two, and you're being assisted by the ship's sensor plus engineering. So my control plus engineering? Yes, and then the ship will assist you because you're taking an action with the ship. Cool. So I'll roll that, um, okay. and you roll... Okay, I got 120, but... <laughs> and, then, and then a tie. <laughs> a critical failure and a success. So who gets beamed into space? <laughs> Fingers crossed for knuckles. <laughs> Was that a tie with the ship? Or? That's um, just her role. Just my role. Just my. my um, a, she has a success a because yeah. it matches, and then she has oh, a natural. Okay. My control is great. My engineering, not so much. Okay, so um, the ship uh, manages to contribute as well, so it helps. Thanks, uh, so ship. you get two successes, which beats the difficulty you need, or matches rather the difficulty you need. Uh, however, you've got a complication. So uh, the crew is able to beam over. Um, so Dr. Bart, um, you find yourself... Uh, Dr. Bart, Bing Bong, and um, who's going to be playing Knuckles for this encounter? Come on, ladies. 
We've got Bing Bong and I'm, I'll, Buck Templeton over I'll here. Take, I'll take Bing Bong. Laura, you want to play Knuckles? Knuckles. Oh, yes, yes, yes. 100%. Um, so the, uh, the three of you um, materialize on board the, uh, the damaged shuttle. Um, you can see, like, the uh, emergency um, screening has come up, uh, so the, sort of the, the shielding. But it's taking most of the power left on the vessel to keep it from venting everyone into space. Um, the as a result, uh, most of the air is light. You can still breathe, but it's uncomfortable. Um, the crew is all unconscious. Several of them have sustained heavy injuries from explosions. Um, there are uh, twelve remaining crew members aboard that vessel. Um, however, meanwhile, back aboard the redundancy. Uh, Cobalt, um, you send them across. Um, as you do so, there's another power surge that kind of comes through the ship. Mm-hmm. Power surge goes through. It impacts the the way the machine works, and unfortunately, transporters are currently down now. So until they can be repaired, uh, they're no longer operable. So the away team is currently stranded aboard the shuttle. You do have one shuttle aboard the redundancy, okay. uh, but they are currently there. So uh, Lieutenant Cobalt to away team. This is Dr. Bart Josh Karai, but you can call me Dr. Bart. I, oh. Yeah. oh, my. Yes. Um, <laughs> go ahead, Cobalt. Yeah, keep it going. You do so good. Dr. Cobalt, uh, please shut down my communicator for this. <laughs> I don't want to be privy to this. I trust your judgment. Andrew's out. It seems we had a power surge with uh, the, the transporter uh, station, so I'm not going to be able to transport you back right now. So we're going to get working on that. No! <laughs> I'm sorry. Back no! Knuckles, we will work to rectify the situation immediately. <laughs> Listen, me, me know how to judge, but I can't understand this guy at all. <laughs> this is Lieutenant Junior Grade Spork for Knuckles. Respond, Knuckles. Knuckle! Excellent work. Stack up all the bodies near the doctor. Spork out. Oh, oh. <laughs> so here's a thing I never thought I'd have to say. Knuckles, can you please roll me a fitness and medicine check? Um, did, you, we, did you pre-build a Knuckles? I didn't. We should, though. <laughs> Let's pause and we'll build Knuckles. Yeah. All right, so um, Knuckles, can you please roll me a fitness plus medicine check? Uh, difficulty of one. Also, keep in mind there is momentum still available on the table. Sorry, fitness plus medicine? Yes, thank you. 
Uh, knuckle pass one. <laughs> it's weird that Knuckles knows the rules of an RPG. <laughs> oh, Knuckles. Um, great. So, um, unfortunately, uh, as you start to drag um, uh, bodies over, I'm going to spend one threat. Yep. Uh, and uh, one of them is going to go into um, cardiac arrest uh, because Knuckles is dragging an injured body with <sighs> little to no care into a heap as per Spork's instructions. Good news is that heap is starting. Bad news is not gently. Um, so Dr. Bart, uh, you see someone uh, who's already badly injured uh, going to cardiac arrest. What do you do? Let him go, Knuckles. Knuckle, let go. Good. Uh, and I go over, um, and I, I guess if he's in cardiac arrest, I just begin compressions. I just sure. start, like, resuscitating him. Great. So I'm going to need either a, yeah, uh, presence or daring and medicine. Uh, because uh, this is a sudden thing, um, you're in low vacuum, I'm going to make this difficulty three. Okay. Uh, then I'm going to spend a point of momentum just for an extra, extra die to roll. So that is a critical fail with a 20, a success with an effect with a one, and then a third success. So three successes, an effect, and a complication. <laughs> yes. So um, you managed to stabilize the, um, this is some impressive field medicine uh, for you. You managed to, uh, to stabilize the body. Uh, unfortunately, as you do so, the shielding on the ship fails and uh, the remaining air begins to vent. Uh, bing bong, the ship is rapidly losing power and air. What do you do? Well, the whole time they've been working, bing bong has been running around and flipping switches at what seems to be random. But uh, nugs have uh, machine empathy. Like, they don't actually understand the science about why machines work, but they just, like, have a weird sort of resonance with machines. Mm -hmm. So he's been running around, and his whole goal is just to strengthen the fields and get life support up just to make them last longer. Great. So we'll say this is happening concurrently to Dr. Bart's heart palpitations rather than Bing Bong just waiting for something to kick out. Yeah, no, he's just running around going like, Oh, no, good. Why you do this? Oh, no, no, boo. Boo to this. <laughs> so, uh, Bing Bong, I'm going to need you to roll me um, an insight... Or daring and engineering, please. Oh, me to use insight for me, no. Me not so much. All right, and uh, that's a difficulty three. Whoa, <laughs> me, me think tricky. Keep in mind, you can spend, you can buy uh, additional dice threat. with threat. Yeah. Oh, me do. One more. Hey everybody, Tom McGee here, your friendly neighborhood DM, and I just wanted to thank you so much for listening to our shows. I hope you're having a great time. Obviously we are. I'm probably really stressed because they're they're probably doing something horrible to me right now, but uh, I hope you're enjoying it, and uh, we're enjoying you being here. And listen, if you want to get a little bit more involved uh, in our show and with the various things we do, you can check out patreon.com slash dice where you can find more information about how you can become a part of the show, how you can screw with me on air, how you can add names and all that sort of stuff. And it's a great way to support us in our ongoing dumb adventures. So thanks very much for joining us. And I will see you out there in the dumbverse. Oh, me pray to machine God and my wife. <laughs> Dear wife, help me with this task. Me have five successes. <laughs> <laughs> Great, so you gain two momentum, and uh, you manage to stabilize. So for the briefest of seconds, 
um, Dr. Bart, you're doing heart palpitations, you know, you're doing... Um, compressions? Compressions, thank you. Um, and then suddenly, like, you, the patient stabilizes, but the breath is sucked out of your lungs as the field falls, and for a moment you realize that it was all for naught. Uh, but then behind you, you hear the triumphant cry from Bing Bong. Oh, the sheep are back, and you know it have a horn? And Bing Bong hits a button, and it goes... <laughs> burr, 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 burr. He goes, this amazing! <laughs> In space, in no space, one can yeah. hear your horn. Why playing side ship? Yeah, it's just for people on board it's the for ship. Us. You yeah. know, you know, you gotta pay more attention in case you bump. <laughs> no one bump. This <laughs> 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 good. I miss the pirate. Me tell a buck a lady. Great. Um, so, uh, cut back to the redundancy. Spork is listening on his communicator and all he hears is, burr, 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 burr. Yes, I do. Spork turns off his communicator. Anders nods in approval, having done the same. Um, okay, so, uh, aboard the redundancy, um, getting reports that, um, the shuttle has been stabilized. However, uh, transporters are offline. Um, so Emery Tor and uh, Elizabeth Cobalt, you're currently operating. Uh, Cobalt, you're on transporter console. Um, yes. Tor, what do you want to do about that transporter? Um, well, given that I have a focus in transporters, I'm going to try to mm. fix the shit out of that thing. I love that like, you're, you're the Dr. Bart of engineering. You just <laughs> declare what you're good at as you walk up to it. Like, you know, I've done a lot of these. Hey, so. step back. I got this. No, I don't. I don't actually say that. Oh, I, I think it's too late for that. <laughs> um, uh, okay, great. So I'm going to give you um, because this is sort of a, a patch job, mm-hmm. um, daring or presence, and engineering, and uh, difficulty three. But you have an understanding of how the electromagnetic fields mm-hmm. are affecting things, so that'll drop the difficulty to two. Okay, so I'll use presence and engineering, and I'm going to spend a momentum and add an extra die. Uh, three effects. So is that six successes? Six successes. (laughs) All of them effects, guys. (laughs) Holy shit. So you gained four momentum. (laughs) That's a great ROI, guys. That's that's a a real good ROI. ROI. We all transport back to the past. (laughs) (laughs) Fix all of our problems. Um, Now, Laura, one of the things you you can... um, So uh, you can spend momentum to also improve a result. So would you like to spend some momentum to attempt to beam the injured crew back immediately? Um, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, let's Um, do it. I'll give that that to you for three momentum. One momentum... Because basically you have 15 people you need to to teleport back. That's a lot of people. So... If you are willing to spend big, you can win big, or you can spend a little bit. I mean, it's back on. You can do it now. You're not under any threat yet. Let's go big. I'm not taking chances with these people's lives. Great. So um, um, as Bing Bong hits the horn, suddenly you see the, the glimmering lights of um, transportation. And Bing Bong, reach out and rip out the horn part. <laughs> Bring with him. Okay, roll me an insight, or no, roll me a daring and engineering difficulty two. Tom's face 
face change. <laughs> Misa wanna use momentum, but no do. <laughs> He's looking for the threat. He's looking for threat. Two two successes and an effect. Bing Bong yells into his communicator. Captain Anders, we got you a present. <laughs> Anders is blissfully unaware, <laughs> having turned off his communicator. You're gonna like us so much. If you want me installed, say nothing. <laughs> All right, Bing Bong, you successfully managed to grab the horn, uh, uh, and you bring it back with you aboard the redundancy. Oh boy. Um, all right, so uh, with your three effects, um, as well as, because uh, you gain momentum, you also gain effects. Um, so I'm going to say that uh, now that you've actually encountered these phenomenon a few times, you have an extraordinarily capable grasp of these electromagnetic fields. They don't seem like anything you've encountered before. Mm-hmm. You don't really know what they are, but you know how to deal with them now. Uh, so I'm going to reduce all checks for you Uh, on those by an additional two. So currently your challenge level on all of those is zero. Great. For anything related to the electromagnetic effects. Uh, In addition, when you assist someone on an electromagnetic check, I'll drop the difficulty rating by one. Okay. Yep. Yeah, gotcha. Cool. Now, um, before all that went down, you were going to look at shield modulation. Is that correct? That is true. Great. Uh, so for that, um, I'm going to need a reason plus engineering check, um, from you, Tor, and the ship will assist with structure plus engineering. Sorry, Tom, I was writing down. Oh, no worries. Again. Uh, reason plus engineering difficulty two for modulating the shields. Uh, however, that will drop to zero because of yep. your understanding of the electromagnetics. Uh, I did get one pass though. One, one success. The ship so. helps as well. So that's two. So again, two momentum. And the shields are now modulated uh, to not burn out when electromagnetic waves hit. I bring the shields up the moment the transporter has brought over the injured crew and our away team. Excellent. Uh, Okay, um, Cobalt, can you roll me a reason plus sciences check, please? All right. So basically, um, as all of this is going on, um, the uh, science station is receiving a lot of information incoming about the electromagnetic fields. Um, and you are seeking to understand it better. Okay, I've got uh, one success and one fail. One success, one fail. Mm-hmm. Great. Um, so what you're getting from these right now is that you don't—they don't seem to be naturally occurring. Mm-hmm. They almost seem to be controlled. Um, you can't understand the pattern, but uh, this isn't a natural field. Um, hmm. uh, Lieutenant Cobalt to Spork. Spork here. I don't believe that these uh, interferences are being caused naturally. I think there's something going on here. Could you maybe do a sensor scan to see if there's uh, maybe a ship in the vicinity or or somebody controlling a panel somewhere on maybe uh, the Mpal? I'd like to complete a tactical scan uh, of both the Mpal and the surrounding area. For the Mpal, specifically anything that has a signature that is timed along with the electromagnetic spikes over the last, we'll say, three minutes. Uh, and identically for the surrounding space, just to see if there are any essentially blank spaces where the electromagnetic strikes have not fallen where they normally would have. Sure. So can you roll me a reason plus security, please? Yes. Uh, Or control. You can take reason or control. And the ship will assist with uh, sensors and security. 
Excellent. What is the difficulty? Uh, difficulty of two, please. I achieve one success with an effect and a f- but not a success. So, um, The redundancy adds one to your success. We achieve two successes and an effect. Excellent. Um, so quick scan. Um, the Mopal does not seem to be um, reacting to the electromagnetic pulses other than uh, you can... The, the sensors do show that they're trying to modulate their shields the same way that the redundancy did. Um, they haven't had any success yet, but um, they don't seem to be... You're looking for whether they were directly influencing... Yes. Yeah. None of that. Um, unfortunately, the sensors can't show... You can't make rhyme or reason of these electromagnetic waves uh, other than that they don't seem to be naturally occurring space phenomena. But there doesn't seem to... It's not like there's an antenna somewhere that's mm-hmm. like blasting these things that you can reach. Um from my station, I say, Captain, we've discovered a pattern. These spikes are somehow active. Permission to go to yellow alert. Uh, permission granted. Uh, take us to yellow alert, Mr. Spork. Yellow alert. And I hit the button that makes the classic <laughs> sound. All of the lights turn yellow. We look cooler. Does Bing Bong hit a button as well? No, Bing Bong, I flip a switch. He has a little yellow light as it goes, but he also has a green one. And then it's like, oh, it looks like a Christmas tree. Why, Tom? Why did you? Oh, oh, I Why was I was pimping him for the horn, but I'm just as happy with <laughs> oh, that. Oh no, it's not installed yet. It take a minute. This is just a switch wall. I have to go underneath, which I do, but I'll give me a minute. I just got back. I had to get it from transport. Very tired. <laughs> so, uh, Spork, um, during your scans, um, you uh, register an energy signature, uh, and as you look out the viewport, um, a pair of heavily armed freighters emerge from behind one of the swirls of electromagnetic energy, accompanied by um, six small two-seater fighters. All the fighters seem to be sort of a ramshackle group of uh, modified shuttles, um, small skim, uh, sort of skiff vehicles. They, I mean, fighters are an odd thing in the, the Trek universe. There aren't a lot, so all these sort of seem to be almost like a Mad Max contingent of, like, oddly repurposed vehicles, uh, as well as two heavy freighters. Uh, so the ships carry no distinctive markings and seem to be standard models. Um, but you've often, uh, sport from your experience, um, merchants use them, mercenary guilds, that sort of thing. One of the freighters starts moving towards the Mopal while the other one starts moving towards the redundancy. The fighters move in and out through swirls of energy and engage the cargo transports. So they immediately open up on the cargo vehicles with, um, sort of like phaser and plasma fire. So in terms of where they're located on the map, uh, the two freighters are in the north zone. Currently, the five fighter craft have engaged the two damaged shuttles in the zone that we were calling shuttle zone. The healthy shuttles are in the west zone. The Mapal remains in the south zone. You are in the east zone. Uh, the ship is at yellow alert. What do you do? I immediately shift the ship into red alert at the sign of hostile craft approaching. Captain, do you have tactical commands or should I take control of this engagement? Um, Anders sort of like looks out at the two, um, looks out sort of out of the viewport. Um, the one damaged shuttle gets hit by plasma fire, bursts into flame. Uh, luckily you'd evacuated everyone, but as he, you s- sort of see like the, the flash of the explosion in his eye, he starts panicking and just uh, looks to you, Spork, and he says, uh, Mr. Spork, you have the bridge. Our priority are the shuttles. 
uh, Dr. Karai, are you are you on the bridge or where are you? I am. I'm assuming I was transported directly to sick bay with the injured. Yes, I'd uh, say you're you're working on yeah. stabilizing the uh, yeah, yeah. the crew. Yeah, great, Dr. Karai, prepare for more incoming wounded. Uh, sensors, Very well. get me as much of the profile as we can on these fighters. Engineering, we will need all the power we can get. Bing bong, stay focused. Misa do. We're going in after the fighters. Uh, transmit orders to the shuttles to fall back to the Mapal. We'll eliminate the fighters and open a hailing frequency to the frigates. Just going to take a second to break those things down into actual actions. But yeah, <laughs> I like it. Okay, so just to kick things off here, currently um, by using the transporters once, uh, cost us one power. One power. Uh, the second time was from um, the magical benefit of rolling well, so no power use for that one. Uh, so currently the ship has available power seven. So um, the way this is going to break down, um, Ensign Templeton will activate the helm, uh, bring us up to impulse. Or Oh, no, we can just use maneuver. We don't even need impulse. So Thrusters? Um, hmm? Is that like thrusters? Yeah. Okay. So, um, at the helm, uh, Ensign Templeton is going to activate uh, maneuvering to bring us into the shuttle zone. Uh, Tyler, can you please roll uh, for the Ensign um, control and con with a difficulty of zero? So, you don't actually need to roll it, but if you want to earn some momentum, you can try. Let's roll it. The ship is assisting. Um, I don't know what his stats are. I did roll a two and a seven. Those would, I'm sure, both work. Yeah. Who, are you, who are you rolling for? Templeton, who we haven't generated Buck yet. Templeton. Stat-wise. Oh, even yeah. if they were the worst. That would yeah, still do fine. Yeah. Yep, uh, and the ship assists. So that's three. Uh, you gain three momentum, which brings us, I think, to a maximum of six. So I think while he's maneuvering then, uh, Buck Templeton just says, <laughs> Very good, Mr. Templeton. I appreciate your gusto. So Ensign Templeton uh, manages to successfully maneuver the ship into uh, the zone with the fighter craft. Um, so uh, Mr. Spork had called for a scan for weaknesses. Uh, Cobalt, you good with that? Yeah. Great. So um, can you please roll me a control plus science with a difficulty of one? You'll be aided by the ship's uh, sensors plus security. Uh, yeah. Success. Um, the ship has one success as well. Great. So um, using your scanners, you quickly scan uh, the first of the craft. You realize it's a modified, essentially a modified Starfleet um, shuttle. So uh, being well-versed in the construction of these things, you're able to very quickly identify the, uh, the most vulnerable points on it. Um, what this means is that uh, next time the ship attacks before your next turn, um, the phasers gain piercing two, ignoring two of the target's damage resistance. What else were you wanted? Any additional power we could receive from engineering. Uh, we're just going to say that's going to count as using the power. Um, Excellent. So, yep. Cool. Surprise in fact. Great. So the way ship-to-ship combat works is all of you, uh, similar to D&D, all of you will go in an initiative order. This is the same as personal combat. If you want to seize the initiative, you can spend momentum or determination to do that. Um, or you can spend threat to do that. Essentially, because we're still not that well-versed in what each individual position and person can do, so for example, medicine, everything else, 
Uh, I would encourage you to think creatively and tell me what you want to do, how you want to contribute to the fight, and we'll figure out how to make that happen. Um, and then we'll learn the proper way to do it later. Okay, so um, first up uh, is going to be Captain Anders. So once per scene, um, a commander can basically just gift someone a turn. So um, Anders is going to turn over his shoulder to uh, Spork and say, Mr. Spork, now that um, Lieutenant Cobalt has so helpfully identified the problems with that fighter, I would like you to destroy it, please. Fire all phasers. I do so with relish. Great. Also ketchup. Vulcan let's, humor, let's continue. Let's all just let that hang in the air for a moment, shall we? It's really Surprising. Chew through Surprising. that one. Great. So that was a failure. I will never try humor again. <laughs> All right, so um, phasers, uh, as you'll note on the sheet, uh, Ryan, that'll be control plus security. The ship will be helping with weapon plus security. Um, I'm going to spend a threat to raise the difficulty of the shot as the craft is taking evasive maneuvers. However, you have identified its weaknesses. So um, the difficulty is three for this. Um, so the way phasers work is... Um, they're versatile too, so uh, for every additional success you get, you actually get two momentum instead of one. Um, you can also uh, power them up, though, if you want, by spending power. So it costs one power to fire them. Um, you can spend up to two more power to add two more damage dice. Right now, you deal six damage dice if you succeed in hitting. Adding more power to a strike against an individual fighter craft would be a poor choice. Agreed. Great. So this will drop... Um, your power to six for firing. Fire at will. Excellent. I will add one more attack die with momentum. Great. One success. One complication. <laughs> Does the ship add anything? Uh, the ship adds a second success. Two okay. successes and a complication. All right. So um, you fire the phasers um, with uh, great relish. Unfortunately, this is one of those times when uh, the age of the ship shows... And uh, though your weapons are functional, they're not modern, so um, the craft is able to evade your strike. Um, and unfortunately, the phasers are overcharged, and as a result, will take a full turn to reset. Anders looks at what happened and said, Oh, God, it's happening again. Um, which brings us to uh, that fighter. So that fighter is going to open up on one of the shuttlecraft. The last remaining one in, yep. uh, in the area. <laughs> Is that good or bad laugh? Um, so the uh, the fighter um, uh, takes aim at the uh, has just uh, you know annihilated the damaged shuttle. Uh, takes aim at uh, the secondary shuttle uh, and goes to open up with its disruptor banks. Uh, however, the problem that uh, Cobalt had identified was that slapping phasers. Uh, sorry, slapping a disruptor cannon on top of a Starfleet shuttle doesn't carry a proper energy load. So as a result, uh, when they go to fire, um, both shots misfire horribly, critically, one might add. Um, <laughs> and the craft uh, will take... It's a lot of dice he just rolled. <laughs> yeah, uh, disruptors are, are bad news bears. Um, so the uh, the first uh, pirate fighter actually uh, erupts into uh, into flame and explodes as its disruptors misfire. 
Shoddy workmanship. Okay, um, back to the redundancy. Who would like to act? I have an action in mind on the contingency that I that Dr. Barton knows something. Um, does he know, uh, like, the capabilities of the the, the people that he's um, reviving? Like, I'm, I'm kind of trying to go back to a thing of, like, revive more engineering staff and stuff like that. Like, do, um, do these people have, like, uniforms designating their... Yeah, they're, well? they're, think, like, low-level Starfleet. Yeah, okay. But, yeah, they're, I mean, they're... They crew these these transport ships. They're right. you know they're, they're and they're Starfleet transport. So they, sh- they- uh, yeah they're they're like on the very low end. Mm-hmm. Like they're all kind of like ensign level people. Okay, um, but uh, yeah they're they're capable. Where would, where should I send more manpower to? I would think engineering, just to give give Tor more more people to work with. Um, I think that's what I'm gonna do. Is I'm I'm starting to resuscitate people, and if people are in, uh, like fit condition to to leave that they're not staying right like we're not keeping people here yep. uh i'm kicking them out and directing them to whichever deck they they need to go to yeah because i think what this is going to look more like is you inspiring them to be like mm-hmm. you there you're, you're not that hurt yeah yeah back in there so uh, i'd give you um uh presence or insight and command okay i'll take insight and command great to, uh, uh, i'll say difficulty one okay so I'm trying to roll under 12 here uh two successes Great. Uh, so you'll gain momentum. Uh, and I would like to spend momentum yep. for a, uh, a swift task. Sure. Um, which looks like it costs two. Mm-hmm. So I earned one. I'll just spend another one. Um, and I am, uh, I'd, I'd like to just, um, I guess, use the comms to speak to uh, the, the bridge uh, and say, uh, this is Dr. Karai, uh, or you can call me Dr. Bart. Um <laughs> I'm sending uh, any fit personnel back into the ship uh, in order to uh, assist with any kind of operations. Please, please transport those other crew from the remaining shuttle so that I can tend to them as well. We'll bring the shield down and transport them once we can. But right now that would put our own ship at risk. Spork, I, I do worry that that disabled transport won't be able to take hits the way our ship can. We can't risk the lives of this crew. However, should you resuscitate a shuttle crew, I would be willing to send our shuttle out as a rescue mission. Consider it done. Great. So um, the people you just rolled for will say they go to the shuttle. Okay. Um, so they're going to attempt a shuttle rescue. Um, do you want to send anyone from the bridge crew with them? Do I ask Captain Anders, or would in this case so I would this, ask this Spork is, this because is, he's got this is a this is like this is the odd. Uh, thing we have to negotiate with me playing the captain mm. because I don't want to blow oh, the story. Yeah, yeah. I'm just thinking, so, like, yes, the, you what would, kind of say does the doctor really well, have? Well, no, you would ask the captain. Um, but he did put Spork in. in yeah, I gave Spork right? the, the con on this. I mean, ultimately, once we have a first officer, this will be slightly I'd easier. I'd say make a request. Okay, yeah. If you're yeah. going to ask for somebody, just ask, and then Spork can yay or nay based on who you want. I, honestly, Anders can yay or nay it if you give the request. I just don't want to, like metagame it just be like yeah send this person that'd be helpful in this mm. situation so I, sh- I should come requesting a specific person yeah would, would make it and then Andrews can say yes and it's like I decided yeah, yeah. for sure okay Cobalt I can't remember what you're doing <laughs> she's uh sensors and ops that sounds important <laughs> this is uh it sounds like a- Knuckles is getting sent back out <laughs> yeah. there guys <laughs> Uh, this is this is Captain Anders. Uh, I'm authorizing Knuckles to go on this away mission again it's odd that he's our most uh, combat capable away team guy but you know, that's how we roll. Um, so uh, 
Knuckles, uh, you're going with the rescued shuttle crew to attempt to save the um, endangered folks <laughs> I don't um, to go get the crew off the other damaged shuttle. Great. Knuckles uh, save. I, I love that Knuckles is uh, is Bane from the Schumacher Batman movie. <laughs> Step. So good. Uh, okay, great. Um, oh, monkey work. <laughs> brings us back to the bad guys. So um, the pirate freighter that uh, was moving towards you is going to move um, using maneuver into the shuttle zone. Uh, so it successfully does that. So uh, now one of the, the enemy uh, pirate freighters is uh, in zone with you. And that will be its turn. Uh, great. So, uh, meanwhile, aboard the redundancy. Next up. Um, so, so what I want to do, because right now our phasers are overloaded, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so what I want to do is, because I now know what's going on with the shields and how they're reacting to this electromagnetic radiation, I want to try to um, drain that um, excess power from the phasers so they can reload faster um, and reroute them to the shields temporarily. Okay. All right. Uh, so I'm going to give you difficulty three because you're improvising. Um, I but will... when I'm in main engineering and attempting an internal systems task, I get to reduce the difficulty by one. Cool. Woo. Nice, nice. <laughs> it's just a shame there's so much threat read, in front read this of me. Book. <laughs> yeah, that would that would really that would be great. I'll spend as much threat as you need for other people <laughs> to. Right. Um, it's all right. I'm just gonna track it on my sheet. Yeah. I don't think it really matters for you guys to see it at this point because I'm not no. using it correctly anyway. Uh, great. So I'm gonna spend threat to bring it back up to three. You're in engineering, but this is a truly difficult task uh, okay. in, in the heat of war. Um, so I will uh, then I spend a momentum. And is the ship assisting in this? Um, no, no, because this is an internal task. Because this is just, yeah. gotcha. And that's three successes. Excellent. And just so you know, <laughs> <laughs> um, on a success, the ship gains one point of power. Mm. Plus one additional power per momentum spent. So two power back? Two power so back. Back up to eight. Back up to yeah. eight. yeah. Good news, everyone. Uh, great. So you uh, you reroute the power, you vent the um, the additional energy, and uh, I'll say your phasers are back online. You go fire those phasers again. <laughs> um, keep in mind, you can spend momentum to keep the initiative order if you want. Otherwise, it's over to the bad guys. Oh, interesting. Mm, maybe spend it. I'm gonna. So I'm, I'm. I mean, I'm. I'm reporting right. Right up. To the bridge, um, toward a bridge, we can fire phasers at when ready, or phasers are ready to fire. <laughs> All right, Mr. Spork, thoughts? Fired will. Federation lives are at stake. I would also suggest you have the helmsman shift us between the shuttle and the fighters. Uh, we will do that when we start the next round and the helmsman's able to move again. That's what I figured. Thank you, Mr. Templeton. Take your time. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. I like that you were almost going to say, we got to save those shuttles. <laughs> then you're like, oh. <laughs> no, we must do our duty. The shuttles are Federation property. Uh, okay, great. So you're spending the momentum to keep... Yep, great. Uh, all right, so uh, Mr. Spork, fire up them phaser banks. Uh, so difficulty two, control plus security. The ship helps. I achieved two successes. Great, so... 
We've gained two momentum because it's versatile. Uh, so phasers do, uh, you'll do 6d6. I assume you're firing at the, the freighter, or are you fighting, firing at the fighters? I'm firing at the freighter. I assume When so. one wants to slay a snake, one goes for the head. Are we still working our way towards opening those hailing frequencies? <laughs> yes, we'll do that okay. in a moment. What does a six do, Tom? Uh, a six counts as one plus an effect. What are twos for? Like, I don't know what the D6 works like. Oh, weird. right. Uh, one is one, two is two, three and four are nothing. Five okay. and six are effect. Uh, we have... One plus effect. Seven plus two effects. The phasers uh, sort of strike the large pirate freighter uh, very effectively. Um, you see that... Uh, the shield's kind of like, it's a sort of a classic Star Trek phaser versus shield effect where, you know, there's sort of the spray of uh, blue energy as it's uh, dissipated. Um, sensors are showing you that their shields are at 50%. I would like to spend two momentum for a swift task. Having spotted the weakness in their shields, I fire again at the same points. Uh, yeah, sure. Swift task gives you another full action. Character may attempt an additional task, increasing the difficulty by one. Great. So your difficulty is three. I'm going to spend a threat to make that four as the uh, frigate desperately throws um, full power to shields. Do we have any momentum left? Yes, we do. We have I two will, momentum. I will spend momentum. I'll add one die. I have four successes and an effect. Get an additional one from the redundancy. So total of five successes. We score a momentum. Yep, score a momentum, which counts as two. So we, yeah, five yeah five successes and an effect. Yep, which would be sixty six damage, correct? Yes, that's correct. And um, the effect will be that um, because you notice the uh, error in their their shields, uh, I'm going to drop their resistance by one. We achieve three damage. Three damage? Yes. Uh, what is a five? Nothing. No, nope, five is one plus effect. Oh, uh, we achieve four damage and an effect. Okay, so. Uh, you can see the shields are barely holding. Um, all of a sudden, the pirates very happily answer <laughs> your hailing frequency. Um, so, um, uh, Lieutenant Cobalt, I'm going to say you're on uh, comms right now since there's too much shoosting happening elsewhere. Um, so, um, you can see, you know, in classic Star Trek style, there's like a much less classy red alert Claxton going on the pirate frigate. It's, it's really annoying. It's not dissimilar from Bing Bong's horn. Um, and uh, you see just sort of like a, a grizzled uh, mercenary um, say, uh, we're, we're ready to hear your terms of surrender. I am <laughs> um, uh, Lieutenant Cobalt of the USS Redundancy, and I ask you to power down your weapons and uh, cease fire. Lady, I don't think you know how my, my business works. Look, all we want are the shuttles. You're free to go. Just leave now. Uh, that's not acceptable to us. <sighs> Word you would say that. And he clicks off the comms. Shit. <laughs> um, so flip that down to um, the second frigate. So the second frigate has moved within range of uh, the Mapau. And it will open fire. 
Our Star Trek Adventures one-shot features our GM Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. Players Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter. Laura Elizabeth at EL Hamstring on Twitter. Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter. And the mysterious Kristen, who don't need no help with Twitter traffic. This episode was edited by Ryan LaPlante, and all of Dum Dums and Dice's art is by Decapitated Markers at Decapitated Marker. That's M-R-K-R on Twitter. This show's theme music is Gothic Trip with Thunder Horse by Damiano Baldoni. And our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, all available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com, our Twitter and Instagram at dumdumdice, or on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice, or you could join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks for listening. Smash that subscribe button and show your love to One Shots. DJ One Shots out of here. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, DM Rob, Christopher Little, Joshua White, Olin Anderson, Sue One, Devin Boyce, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Anthony Griffin, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.